This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance Descott. First off, I want to welcome everyone back to another edition of The Drop Podcast. Before we get into the game, I want to make sure you guys are checking out some very good friends of mine, and that's Blues Rants, bluesrants.com. They have some very in-depth game previews for the Blues, some great side articles on the players, some articles on the Rampage, and of course, just as I recap every Blues game via audio, they recap every Blues game in written form. They do a great job. Tim Hirsch and the rest of everybody over there. I can't say enough good things about them. Not only do they do what they do very well, they're great people. Any blues fan that loves the drop, that loves other blues podcasts, you've got to check them out. They know what they're talking about and they break the games down in depth. So make sure before the blues games, get to their previews at bluesrants.com. Also, you can check them out on Twitter at Blues Rants. Now let's go ahead and get into the Blues-Jets game number three. The Blues headed home after taking the first two games in Winnipeg. I think if you talk to anybody in Winnipeg, they are shocked. They didn't necessarily think they were going to win the first two games, but I didn't think they thought the Blues were going to play as well as they did, especially in the first game. The second game could have gone either way. But I think the way the Blues came back in the first game showed us that this Blues team was not going to go away. I've been saying it from the beginning of this series that the Jets team is not going to go down in four games. They're just not. I know some other teams are having issues. The Lightning are about to go down in four games if they lose this next game coming up on Tuesday. The Penguins could go down in four games. So there are some teams that have a good chance of going down four games straight. Well, at least the Blues wouldn't start out this game bad. A guy that everyone was so happy he's back, David Perron, puts the Blues up one to nothing very late in the first period. Obviously pretty good here in the playoffs. The Blues don't feel that they're far away from making something happen. Petrangelo misfires on the first pass, not the second. The defenseman has the screen. That's Bufflin. It might have just ticked off his leg with the shot, and that eludes Hellebuck. As Perron let it go, head up, far side. Perron brings the puck in over the line, and I think this is another instance where Hellebuck did not think Perron was going to shoot so quickly. Plus, the Winnipeg D was just kind of hanging off of him. When they hang off of you like that, and you've got a decent opportunity to score, you've got to take that shot, and that's exactly what David Perron did. That goal was Perron's second of the playoffs. Petrangelo gets his third assist. Bennington actually got an assist on this one. His first 19 minutes, 12 seconds in, power play goal. The Blues are up one to nothing. That's the way the first period would end. The Blues would have two power play opportunities. They were able to capitalize when Perron scored that late goal. Winnipeg had one power play opportunity and the Blues kept them off the scoreboard. 
That has to be key. It's going to be key throughout this whole series. In my mind, that's going to decide this series. If the Blues cannot stop the Jets on the power play, they're not winning this series. Winnipeg outshot the Blues 13-7 in this first period. Bennington kept the Blues in this game in the first period. Went into the second period, the Blues would really need to cut these opportunities down, and Bennington would have to stand on his head. Well, neither one of those happened, and the Jets would get a lot of great opportunities against him, and then there were some that Bennington should have had that he didn't. The Jets hit them up for three goals in the second period. Back to the point for Kevin Hayes. Long range shot scores! Tipped in front. Hayes took the shot and it was directed into the back of the net. And it's a tie game. Traffic in front. Ross Levick was there and Hayes, who's had in no question the best start first period and into the second period of this series so far. He's been a factor, just gets it to the net. The traffic in front of Bennington, if a goalie's playing that well, get into his eyes, stand in his space, make it tough for him to see, and that's exactly what happened on that little sneaky wrister. Just get it through the traffic, onto the net, and it finds its way home. He's checked by Sundquist. Dribble bouncing butt in front, Laine scores! Patrick Laine has given the Jets the lead. Terrific patience by Line A, line a to hold on to this puck for a millisecond again. And wave after wave in this period again, much like the first period, the Jets have come out and created some successive shifts in the offensive zone and just battled for pucks. Those are some nice hands for a six foot five guy, and he buries it on the short side past Bennington for a 2 1 lead. Blake Wheeler to Connor. Connor shoots, scores! And the Jets have broken this open a bit here. Three straight goals, it's 3-1. What a snipe by Connor, this is a great shot. Quick release and he doesn't telegraph the fact that he's shooting here. Play a little catch with the puck, a face-off win. On a four on three, you know there's gonna be some high quality shot opportunities. Couple passes back and forth and Kyle Connor walks in and picks his spot right off the stick. No telegraphing the fact that he was gonna shoot. He's always a threat to pass. He's got Shifley there, he's got Line A and he buries it for a 3-1 lead. Excellent shot by him. Connor, another player coming into this game that had one shot in the first two games, wanted to have more, needed more, and he gives his team a two-goal lead. No excuse at all by Jordan Bennington. I know he was a little screened, but this puck came out from just a couple feet in front of the blue line. He should have made the save on Hayes' shot. He didn't. It got through, and he tied it up. The next goal is a lot on the defense. They let Patrick Line get behind them, He's within a couple feet of Bennington. Not much Bennington could do on that one, and that makes it two to one. And then there's the third goal. And a lot of people are going to hate this, but this goal is also on Jordan Bennington. Two out of three of these goals in this period were on Bennington. Bennington did not play well in this second period. You can say that one by line A is not his fault, and I totally agree with you. But the one by Hayes and the one by Connor are his fault. Teams keep doing this time and time again. Just as the Blues are focusing on Hellebuck's stick side, the Jets are focusing on Bennington's glove side, and teams were doing that before the season was over. He's going to have to shore that high glove side up if he wants to have continued success within the NHL. Let's go over those goals. Hayes from that first one gets his first of the series. Perot gets his first assist of the series. Morrissey adds his first assist of the series. The second goal by Line A would be his third. Truba gets an assist on that one, his first. Little gets his second assist. Kyle Connor on that last goal, that high glove side shot, gets his first goal of the playoff series. 
Wheeler gets his second assist, and Line, who had the previous goal, gets his first assist. That was a power play goal. The Jets again outshot the Blues 12 to 6, but the defense was not good in this period, and Jordan Bennington was not good either. Going into the third, the Blues had to make a statement quickly, and they did. Vladimir Tarasenko would get his first goal of the playoffs, a power play goal just under two minutes in. Another chance maybe for Winnipeg to clear. Little couldn't get a bite done again. It's Tarasenko scores! First of the series for Vladdy Tarasenko. The initial shot was by O'Reilly. That's the right play, and then Dunn knocks this one down and keeps it alive. There it is again. Knocks it out of midair and gets it to the guy you want the puck to be on his stick. Tarasenko with that brilliant wrist shot. He's done it so many times, and he just blasted right past the glove of Connor Hellebuck. The Jets were just unable to get the puck out. It goes to Tarasenko. Tarasenko's about 15 feet in front. The defenseman goes down. Tarasenko shoots it right over the top of him and beats Connor Hellebuck glove side, and the Blues are back into this game at 3-2. That goal by Tarasenko would be his first of the playoffs, and it's hopefully the first of many more. That goal was assisted by Dunn, just a minute and 51 seconds in. Power play goal for the Blues. The Blues came out in this period and looked very good for the first couple minutes. But it just seemed like it was one of those games that when the Blues tried to come back, Winnipeg was showing them, hey, you can come back and score a goal, but we're going to come back right at you. And Brandon Tanev and Dustin Bufflin would get two goals to make it 5-2. to two. Back the other way for the Jets. He'll cut across, leave it for Koff. Koff swims it in front. Tanev scores! Brandon Tanev restores a two-goal lead. Huge goal for Tanev here, and he sets it all up with his motion into the offensive zone. Dishes it, finds a spot, but Maroon had a chance right before that as he steals the puck from Hellebuck, tries to wrap it around. What a save to recover after giving that puck away, and then on that play coming the other way, Tanev, little drop, punches through, finds it, the spot he wants to be in an excellent backhand pass by Kopp to Tanev who redirects at home. This line put back together by Paul Maurice. They've had success over the course of last year to start this year, and it pays off again with a huge goal after the St. Louis Blues cut the lead to one. They regain that two-goal lead on this perfect pass and redirection by Tanev. Again, here's Bufflin. Bufflin curling back, creates a little room, scores! Dustin Bufflin from the corner, banks it in, and it's 5-2. And that was absolutely on purpose by Dustin Bufflin. He's been activated all night long from the very first shift of the game. He's been down all around Bennington. He takes this puck from the corner. After pinching down, goes into the corner behind the net, picks up this puck, and he does this on purpose right off the head. That's a great shot by him. Nothing Bennington can do. Once he's down, trying to hold that post, can't move the head. And Bufflin knows it. Great job by him as he ricochets it right off the ear of Bennington. Not much that Bennington could really do on that first goal by Tanev. Just a great, great pass by Kopp. Tanev's right in front of the net, tips it in, makes it 4-2. to Bufflin's goal, it's one of those goals that you say that players score that know how to score. Dustin Bufflin's between the net and the corner. He's on the side of the net, an impossible angle shot. Bennington thinks he's got the post covered, but he leaves his head a couple feet away from the post. Bufflin, smart move. 
shoots it right at Bennington's head, goes off his mask and into the goal. That's all you can say about that one. You thought Bennington had it covered? Bufflin found a way to get it in, and it's 5-2. to two. That goal by Tanev from that great pass by Kopp was his first of the series. Kopp gets his second assist. Bufflin gets his fourth assist. Four minutes, 25 seconds in, made it 4-2. to two. Bufflin comes back with that goal just about three and a half minutes later, three minutes, 40 seconds later. Possible angle off of Jordan Bennington's head. Gets his first goal of the playoffs. And Cop gets his third assist eight minutes, six seconds in. But as I said, it seemed like when the Jets would say, you're not coming back, they would really put the pressure on and they got the two goals to go up five to two. But just five minutes after Bufflin's goal, Alexander Steen was like, we're not giving up. And boy, the Blues did not give up. Alexander Steen makes it a five to three game, 14 minutes, 32 seconds into the third period. Petrangelo side of the net, redirected in front, scores! Alexander Steen was there and it might have been finished off by Robert Thomas. And it's not done yet. I think when Steen made the turn and tried to shoot it, it's like it deflects off somebody, off a skate. Maybe Thomas's stick, but he's just trying to get to the front of the net. Was it a skate? Was it a stick? Doesn't matter, it's in. And it brings St. Louis back to within two. Petrangelo makes a very smart move. There's people in front of the net. He puts it towards the front of the net. Steen is there. Steen gets it. He just shoots it. Because when you're in that position and there's that many guys in front of the net, just shoot the puck. It ended up going off of somebody and into the goal. And we're now at 5-3. to three. That goal by Steen would be his first of the playoffs. Petrangelo gets his fourth assist. Edmondson gets his second assist. 13 minutes, 42 seconds in. It looks like we've got ourselves a game again. But just like the rest of the game, as soon as the Blues think they're coming back, the Jets kind of dash their hopes less than a minute after Steen's goal. Kyle Connor gets his second goal of the playoffs to make it 6-3. to Here's Connor on in front, and Shifley almost hit that one in the back door. Battles up to Connor, scores, and the Jets answer right back. Excellent cycle down low, and that's how you break the will of a team that wants to try and come back. They just scored to make it a two-goal game, and the top line of the Jets goes out and just works down low, and that's the type of work that they put in in this series. Haven't been rewarded for it. It starts with Wheeler, a couple button hooks. This pass by Connor almost finds Shifley, but he stays with the puck. Good stick battle one, little backhand chip to Connor, and he's been deadly in that slot area. Quick elevation for him, picks up his second goal of the game. The key to this goal? was the hard work by Shifley. He kept after the puck, wouldn't let the Blues get control of it. He gets it behind the net. He puts it right in front to Connor, and Connor is there for his second goal of the game, which would be his second of the playoffs. And it was assisted by Shifley, who got his second assist. 14 minutes, 44 seconds in. That is the way game three would end. Winnipeg gets back into this series. The Blues are up now two games to one. Shots on goal, 29 for each team. Faceoffs 53% for the Blues to the Jets 47. The Jets were 1 for 5 on the power play. The Blues were 2 for 5. The Blues outhit the Jets 29 to 23. The Blues outblocked the Jets 17 to 12. And giveaways were pretty even. The Jets had 6 to the Blues 5. Let's head to the postgame interviews. We'll hear from Coach Craig Berube, David Perron, and then finish things up in the interview side with Vladimir Tarasenko. It seemed like they were on you guys right right from the jump. Is that, that an eye-opener for you to, uh, tonight? I, we knew they were going to come hard. Well, I mean, for your team. Yeah, I mean, for sure. We just, we didn't, uh, we didn't 
you know, respond to that very well in the first period. We're on our heels most of the period, and you know, um, just we did. That's on our. That's not our. That's on our game tonight. Is that most noticeably defensively? You guys played pretty good defense up in Winnipeg. It seems like there was a lot of running around tonight. Yeah, well, they they did a good job in the offensive zone. They cut back on us quite a bit, and uh, you know that created um, long extended D zone time. So we got to do a better job of uh, killing the play quicker, closing in, getting the puck. They seem like they blocked a lot of shots, in the, in the, especially in the first two periods. Were you guys just having trouble finding lanes? Were you being maybe too fine with the shots? Uh, I didn't think they blocked a lot in the first. We didn't have many shots, but uh, our shot attempts even in the first. But uh, let's play off hockey. You got to get in the lanes and block shots. That's you know that's part of it. But we can do a better job, obviously, of you know making sure that we put the puck back to an area we can get it back and not get them blocked. Well, <laughs> could have been four nothing in the first period, so he played a pretty good game. Did, did you keep with your your standing policy? You, you've told us you don't talk to the team after a loss. Do you wait till tomorrow, or or and and no matter what, how do you, how do you? No, I talked matters? to him already. Yeah, I went in there and talked about uh, you know that's that's not obviously our game tonight. Um, you know, we didn't get to our game really. I thought in the third we'd push a little bit and got got to our game a little bit more, but the uh, first two periods definitely not. Speaking of that, when when Tarasenko gets the power play goal, did you think, well, that might be a chance right there for you guys to reestablish yourself? Yeah, definitely. I mean, even in the first period, we get a power play goal. I, you know, and I thought we'd. You know, get going after that, but uh, that wasn't the case. I, I, I didn't see much of a change, but uh, you know, it was a big goal in the third too, give us an opportunity, and then you know they go down and get a, a lucky bounce off a of skate, and it goes in. Coach, I know the postseason's different, but you guys since January have been very good at bouncing back from losses, especially here at home. Why, why is that? I think our guys, you know, we got good character in our room, and obviously, uh, you know, we'll 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 take a look at things tomorrow and change a few things, and uh, you know, we'll be better in Game Four. I mean, our team bounces back; they 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 know that that wasn't our game tonight, and uh, you know, again, we'll just we'll look at the tape and we'll make a few adjustments and uh, go from there. You, you've talked uh, you've talked a lot about the need to stay out of the box against these guys. Uh, you had you know a few penalties tonight. Uh, were they acceptable penalties or uh, some of them uh, st silly penalties on smart penalties? Well, I think some of the penalties were because we, we didn't we didn't skate, you know, and when you're not skating and you're, you're on top of people, you know, you tend to trip people or your stick gets caught and stuff like that. So that was part of it for sure. I mean, you know, if we're on, we're on our toes playing our game, those penalties probably don't happen, some of them. Craig, you mentioned uh, not being able to, to play your game. What are some examples of some ways the Blues can start playing their game in game four? What are some things you must do? Well, we got to get the puck deep. Uh, that's our game, you know, is moving the puck quick, getting it up, getting it in the offensive zone, working that team down low in the offensive zone. Uh, you know, that's our game. We're a north team, and we didn't go north tonight. When you're playing, when you're playing a team that's obviously down 
to nothing, I assume the expectation is they're going to come out, you know, nothing to lose at that point. Is that a feeling at all or not necessarily in the, in the way they attacked you guys early on? Well, I don't think they had the attitude of nothing to lose. I mean, they, we, I said it to, this morning, we're going to get their best game, and I believe we did. You know, they came out hard, and they were aggressive, um, and we weren't aggressive. Coach, on their first goal, uh, it was a shot from the point that was redirected um, by Alex accidentally. When a shot comes in like that and it's hard to block a redirected shot, do you prefer your defender to try to block it, or would you rather have Jordy make the save there? Well, it depends on the situation. You know, if you can, if you can box your guy out and move him out of the way, and so he can see it. But if you're not, you're late or whatever. You got to get in the shooting lane and block it. I knew this team was going to come out desperate tonight. So did you just not match it? Not happy with our effort. We didn't play a good game, and um, but we got to give them credit. Play a good game as well, and uh, we didn't respond uh, enough. Uh, what did they that. do to take you out of your game? Um, well, I think for us. Um, we worry about the refs a little bit too much. We, I know we try to match the physicality, things like that, but I think we got to, for the most part of the season, we just worried about our team that didn't really, really worry about is the other team uh, physical or not physical, whatever. We just played our game and and we had success. So I think we should do that. Even the, you get the goal late in the first period. You, you, yeah. Even with the way you played, you had to feel pretty good because this team is pretty good at finding its game. Yeah, I, I just think it was good for our power play too. Uh, I think we had a tough start uh, the first game. We I think it was my first shift of the series. We we got power play. It's a tough way to get get going there in the first game in the Winnipeg. But uh, after that, we had some good looks, especially with some bars over there, things like that, uh, cross bars, and uh, didn't go in. And uh, it was good that we got two. So uh, maybe that's the positive for tonight. David, you knew this wouldn't be an easy series. Uh, how important is it to turn the page no, and just get ready? There's no panic in here. We just gotta look at some video, talk about things uh, tomorrow, and we'll be fine. I mean, it's it's one game, and whether you win uh, seven nothing or you lose one nothing, it's it's worth one right now. And uh, gotta give them uh, credit, play a good game. Like they uh, they were on top of you guys right from 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 the start. What do you think happened out there? We don't play our game tonight. You know. Um, uh, it's not like excuse, but we need to, you know, find a way, find a way to play different uh, after tomorrow. And you know, it's uh, not our best game over there, so uh, it's on us, and uh, we'll handle it tomorrow for after tomorrow. Where did the game get away from you in the second period? Uh, I don't really know. No, we need to take time to, you know, calm down the emotions. And like I said, tomorrow will be all day for being focused for the next game. And uh, you know, it's happened already. So. Uh, have a good coaching staff to do this, so uh, we will be prepared for the next one. Defensively, it seemed like you guys were just chasing the puck a lot. That uh, was it, uh, just a chance, uh, case you guys getting away from what you normally do on defense. I don't know how to answer your questions because game is just over. Like I said, it's a lot of emotions, and every answer will sound like a issue or something. So it's uh, you know not our game. Uh, it's enough to say. Barube, Peron, Tarasenko, they're all correct. They did not play as a team. It was a bad effort, especially that second period. Neither Bennington, the defense, or the offense looked good. The Blues were outplayed in the first period, too, even though they were up one to nothing. They were very fortunate to get out of that first period one to nothing. Bennington did save them a little bit in that first period, but the second period, they just fell apart. And you cannot fall apart in a period in the playoffs. You have to play steady. You can get behind and come back. 
but you cannot let a team score three straight goals without answering them back. The one thing I did like about this game, the Blues got behind 3-1. to one. They come back and at least tried to get back into the game at 3-2. to two. When the Jets got two more goals, the Blues still kept after it offensively, although it wasn't their best night, and Steen got a goal to make it 5-3. to three. But it was not a good game at all. I've heard some people saying you can't blame Bennington. Uh, Bennington played great. No, guys, Bennington did not play great. He needs to step up and be better. If the Blues want to leave Enterprise Center up 3-1 to one, and they want to be able to win that game 4, they have to do better defensively. They have to cut down on penalties, and they have to excel in their own power play. It's simple. The keys to winning, cut down on mistakes, strong power play, strong penalty kill, and good goaltending. It's, it's not that hard, guys. The recipe is not hard. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of The Drop. And always remember, The Drop isn't the only podcast at lineupmedia.fm. There are a ton of other podcasts there for you to enjoy. Baseball podcast, hockey podcast, there is something there for everybody. Until next time, let's go Blues! Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Drop Podcast. To get more of The Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email The Drop Podcast or host Lance DeScott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go Blues! This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.